Welcome to the Listener Don't Podcast, a podcast featuring raw, uncut, and unfiltered conversations between two midlife girlfriends sharing their life experiences. Listener don't. Either way, we'll be fine. All right. <laughs> How are you today? Good. I was enjoying our conversation. Earlier. I know. I know. I think that that's one of my favorite parts about recording our podcast is our pre-show conversation. <laughs> Maybe we should just start hit record the I minute think so. we get on the phone. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because we have we, you know, we already had like in that conversation, we had four conversations. I think that would have been <laughs> fantastic for others to hear. We'll do that yeah. in the future. Yeah. Hit record. I like it. Record. Yeah. All right. How are we feeling today? I think as I said, a little tired. Yeah. A little tired. Shaken up. You know, it's gray. A little, mm-hmm. I know it's worse for you, so we won't go into weather too much. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's gray. It was a little damp this morning. It was a beautiful weekend or beautiful day yesterday and Friday was gorgeous. Maybe a little like you know, again, like reflective of Mm -hmm. this month. This is a really interesting time now that we're talking about stuff. April now seems to be a time of several like losses. Let me see, I'm 23 now. So 20 years ago, April's the anniversary of my sexual assault 20 years ago. And it's also the anniversary of the end of a really meaningful friendship for me. Yeah. And I think like April starting to be packed in with this like time of like a need for me to be really intentional about my self-care and how sure. I like, comfort myself and what I don't think. And I think I'm now just not now saying this out loud because I really haven't like tied this, this all together. What I've been doing mindlessly, I've been like really hard on myself. Yeah. Like incredibly hard on myself and like fighting for for self-compassion and like almost looking for it within myself rather than like reaching out to people, um, you know, sharing about it, talking about it. Yeah. So I think I'm just recognizing that and talking to you. That Interesting. Kind of where I'm at. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because I'm reflecting on what you're saying and thinking about sort of where I'm at, like today, I would say I'm also in sort of like this tired, low sort of mood. And if I reflect on my March, mm-hmm. I feel like my March is turning into your experience of April. For me, my mom passed away on March 3rd, mm-hmm. on March 1st, excuse me. And then when I was young, at the age of eight, on March 3rd, we lost our home to a fire. Mm. So just Mm. thinking about March as that month of loss. And I guess I'm just like in, again, in our conversation, thinking about what March signified and Mm -hmm. like now coming into April thinking that, Oh, it's spring. All things are Mm -hmm. new, fresh beginnings and just Mm -hmm. sitting in the, well, did I really deal with March (laughs) or did I just kind of like, numb myself (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly plug my ears close my eyes la 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 la. and here we are in april everything is fixed all is fine and when you were talking about just kind of like beating yourself up and try in each moment being like oh have compassion have grace and then in the next moment just like wanting to be numb and want not wanting mm-hmm. to deal with anything and just kind of continuing that cycle of mm-hmm. I can handle this on my own. You're okay. Everything is fine to, oh, no, mm-hmm. it's not. Have grace, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's honoring the feelings that may or may not be as big as they were 
at the time of them happening and giving ourselves the permission to do that. I feel it's a little bit what I was, you know, yesterday I had lunch or brunch, I guess, with a friend. We went to a really fun event, which we'll talk about another time as well. <laughs> well, it was fun for me. It was not fun for her. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it to you that way. Sure. Uh, we, she, she lasted about four and a half minutes before it was like Ooh. time to exit. So, um, yeah. but we ended up going to brunch and brunch was delicious at Longman and Eagle. Um, next time you're in town, oh. we'll go. It was fucking delicious. Oh my God. Okay. I can't mm. even talk about it. We can talk about food all day. It's in Logan Square. Oh shit. And I lost my train of thought. Because I was thinking about the event. <laughs> you were thinking about the food. <laughs> I saw you licking your I was. Lips. Like, I, was. Mm, I was thinking about the bacon wrap. Wait, a bacon stuffed sausage breakfast sandwich. If that Oof. makes sense. It sounds yeah. great. It doesn't have to make like sense. Like it was like a patty of sausage with bacon sure. wrapped around it. And then like, you know, the bacon's crispy oh. and the sausage perfectly. And a homemade English muffin with cheese, a fried egg and whatever, like their strawberry um, mustardo, which is really like an Italian jam that has like a little tang, but super sweet. Girl. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. So this is how we get through April. Girl. <laughs> Girl, and thank you. And on that note, that's exactly how I've been getting to fucking April is eating my ass off. Eating. Yeah. This is it. Oh, see, okay, maybe this is exactly where we needed to go as far as like the feelings of loss and grief and shame. But for me, eating in the absence of drugs or alcohol or, you know, whatever other numbing substances that I may have chosen in the past to not mm -hmm. be in my own body, um, food has become like the thing. And I've been sharing a lot lately about how what I've been doing at night is like ordering fucking McDonald's because you can order a McDonald's deliver delivery. Like I'll be fine all day. And then come yeah. like nine o'clock. It's like, mm -hmm. I mean, what's the matter? What's the, there's nothing wrong with it. It would take 10 minutes to get here. It's fine. It's the French fries, but I can't just order French fries. You know, I mm -hmm. have to order, mm -hmm. you know, the, cheeseburger and sure. a chocolate shake since I'm going to fucking do it. Then at that point, you know, I've done that and then I'll eat it. And like all of a sudden the dopamine, like I can feel the dopamine, like the, yep. ah, I have, I can now go to sleep. And sure. that for me is very much like how I would drink. Like I would absolutely like be fine or not fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I will say there was a certain period in time when I like, you know, it was only at night and right before bed, especially before bed. And I would hold off, hold off. And then, you know, I'd be like, well, fuck it. What's one more glass or two more glasses sure. or whatever. Sure. Pound it. And then like the dopamine, like the feeling sure. of like I can sleep now. And then like waking up with shame and guilt. So sure. Yeah. But it also sounds like in, I hear a um, maybe like a switch that's available because mm -hmm. you're a food person, right? Mm -hmm. So in the explanation of going to brunch and really enjoying the food and, you know, the experience as well, because you and mm -hmm. I are similar in the experience of that, but like you honestly super enjoy food as well. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily all food or no. food is the thing. It's, it's just these it's these late night dopamine yeah. hits that you're looking yeah. for to help you release from your day to get you into a place where you're ready for bed. Yeah, it's not food at all. It's nothing no. to do with food. No. If it wasn't food, it would be buying something. If it wasn't buying yeah. something, it would be sex. If it wasn't yeah. sex, it would be, you know, I don't fucking know what else is there. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> you see me hit on all of them. <laughs> 
drugs, alcohol, shopping. Yeah, food, yeah, yeah. Sex. Yeah. What else? Exactly. Is there? I don't what know. Other that's five it. Things? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, the real that's kind of it, it's it literally isn't about that. It's about what am I trying? What am I trying to not feel? You know, mm-hmm. or what am I trying you, to ignore or what am I trying to avoid myself with? Yeah. What am I avoiding? Like, that's really sure. what, what it's about. And sometimes like, I don't even know, but I, and <laughs> I don't even know what it is. And I, sure. I think exactly that, like kind of coming and starting off the conversation when we started off, it's like, Oh, I'm putting the thread together. I'm putting it, the thread together. I'm putting everything in context. I'm putting it in context of environment of time of, you know, current behavior of mm-hmm. past behaviors. Like it's all mm-hmm. like the pictures like kind of forming in front of me. And it's like, okay, sure. Now that I know what it is, um, you know, can I catch it You know, at the point of wanting to make the decision? And I always go back to that saying of playing the tape forward, you know, when I'm, if I can, you know, not always the case. Cause sometimes I just black out and do the ordering and sure. all of a sudden it's yep. here and I'm like, Oh, fuck, it's here. Oh, gotta eat right. it. You know, gotta <laughs> eat it. Just spent 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oops. I didn't realize <laughs> I did that. Thinking a little bit before, you know, what that, what is that thing that I need to think about before I hit, you know, order or order place order. Yeah. 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 And pause, I think I guess. we were chatting about this a little bit in our pre-conversation of that high vibe, low vibe. Right. Mm-hmm. So knowing when you're sort of in that low vibration, what's the question that's going to spark a new direction? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what am mm-hmm. I avoiding? What am I feeling? Having mm-hmm. sort of that conversation with self. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I journal that question and mm-hmm. then I just write out stream of consciousness, a stream of, you know, consciousness, unconsciousness, whatever, and just kind of like get it all out onto the page. Mm-hmm. And then start to see what that thread is. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, in a perfect world, we're in the ideal word, world of moving yourself forward, then taking that action and going, oh, okay, well, I really don't want the French fries. Those are only going to last me for the next five minutes. And mm-hmm. what else can I be doing for myself to go to sleep? Is it a meditation? Is it moving mm-hmm. in my body mm-hmm. with some, you know, stretching or yin poses or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. for those of mm-hmm. us that are yogi trained or have taken yin classes, doing different movements to help support sort of our body to relax and feel safe yeah. and get comfortable before we go to bed. Yeah. Starting from the outside is kind of what I was thinking of when you were talking about yeah. starting with the body, um, like identifying where in the body there may be some tension or someone, mm-hmm. some discomfort, maybe not tension, but like some discomfort discomfort um, yeah and it doesn't mean like phys like um oh my muscles are sore or my joints sure or, I mean it could mean that you know when I think about and when I ask the question where do I feel it like where do I feel grief where do I feel loss it varies but I can think of the, the emptiness <laughs> that I would feel like sort of like it's it's sort of in the center part of my body yeah you absolutely know, and maybe an core. emptiness yeah, an emptiness in my stomach, maybe, mm-hmm. or a lack of feeling, a numbness in my chest. Yep. yep. Or, you know, as grief wants to rise, like the lump mm-hmm. in my throat. Right. And the lightness in my head. Like those are some of the things that I can use to describe at least what the loss feels like of, you know, like I said, like the year, as the years pass since I've lost a deep friendship. And yeah, it's the, I can, when I think about it, it's like a heaviness in my heart, mm-hmm. like literally right over my heart, a real deep, sad heaviness. And yeah, the loss feels very airy in my head and my brain. Like it literally feels like there's something missing. Sure. Um, like an airy or like there's, um, there's space, um, that maybe is getting used to the fact that there is space. 
now when it was so filled with maybe more joy and more laughter and more mm-hmm. um, uh, intimacy that felt warm. It feels a little sure. cool. Yeah. I think I appreciate that. Like right, the starting from the outside and then going in and then how can I tend to it? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, then how can you tend to it? Like, how can you within yourself create that sense of warmth, that sense of intimacy mm-hmm. that you've been missing from those different things? And I think that that's, you know, something that I've been working on as well. And, and, and I also think about, you know, in this, you know, this, this question of how do we work with loss and grief? How do we move forward? And I think it's, it's outside of like our loss and grief of people, mm-hmm. right? It's like the loss of, like you said, situations. It's the the grieving of a life that we thought we were going to have or where we thought mm-hmm. we were going. It's a big package, right? Of mm-hmm. we can grieve mm-hmm. all the things that we've lost, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. each one of those, I think, hit us all very differently depending upon mm-hmm. the attachment that mm-hmm. we had for that person, that situation, that career, that job, whatever, you know, but I think it's, it's, we can start in the same exact place that you, you were going with this is that awareness to self. What is it that I'm currently experiencing? And just allow yourself to answer that question honestly, Mm -hmm. trying to remove the judgment of how it should feel, how you should behave, what this should be like, how long this should have taken and allowing yourself to just be with whatever comes up for you and giving yourself that space to really sit with it and how, and how you're feeling about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, the first step sounds like a pause. Absolutely. Um, what and it you know whether it's conscious or unconscious but like a just hold on you know I mm-hmm. think I'm saying that to myself <laughs> mm-hmm. before I reach for something that tells me I should that I need it even though I know that thing is harmful or can be harmful mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. just is like not aligned with like the path that I want to take or the, you know, yep. the decision or direction I want to take it doesn't have to be harmful so much as it's like this is out of alignment this doesn't feel like it's does. really serving me yeah. Yeah. This feels like, a you know, something I don't, it still feels, feels like better than what I don't want to deal with, you know? Well, and I think um, it's trusting our intuition. Like you said, like you're feeling in your body, this sense of loss, this grief, where is it sitting? And then tapping back into the place that we know within ourselves that we can trust to say, or to ask ourselves, are, is the thing that I'm about to do right for me in this moment? Or is it not right for me? And start to really yeah. feel into your body in that way. Mm-hmm. I was having this experience. I mean, we talked about this last week as far as like going to the Power of Vinyasa class. And I realized on Friday when I went, which was my last session of hanging out with the people that I wanted to take a class with, I realized mm-hmm. in that class that I was, my body does not want to be moving in that way right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I really felt that I was doing myself a disservice by being in that class because I'm forcing myself to do something that I thought I wanted to do mm-hmm. in the exchange for having a connection with somebody that I wanted to have yeah. a connection with. And Ooh, the girl. entire message that I heard in my body was rest, rest, yeah. please just yeah. rest. Like, please try, stop, please stop forcing me to do something that I don't want to be doing. 
Yeah. Yeah. All for like, is this worth the price of not listening to your right. body? Right. Absolutely. Fucking a. Yeah. I think that that is um, that question, um, especially if it's in for me in regards to the situation where I had to end a friendship mm-hmm. um, that just did not f- sit anymore um, yeah. with where what the, it, mis- it was not aligned, right? To the yeah. path that I wanted to, to move forward with. Yeah, I can still grieve like all of the pieces that mm-hmm. brought me so much joy. And I, I think as you were describing like all of the layers of, of grief, I remember how you put it. I, sorry, I was totally listening. I was, but I was in my head then thinking like, oh no, that's a really good point. And the point was as we, um, what we discover along the way, like all the things that make up the thing that we're grieving about, <laughs> they don't all happen at once. Like I no. wish it was like, okay, you know, I got five weeks or I'm sorry, five weeks, five days of bereavement, you know, right. back to work. <laughs> I got know. my checklist done. <laughs> yep. All right. I've, you know, checked off I the cried. box. Thing. I sat with it. <laughs> I got angry. <laughs> Right. Like the 12 no, steps man. of sobriety. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just going to go right. through these in 12 weeks. We're good. I'm done. Nah, it doesn't happen that way. I get, I mean, it's constant. That's just it. Mm-hmm. Like it's constant. It's you're always doing the work and you never always. know when that grief that is going to pop up. You never know when you're reminded henceforth the April, you know, sort of yeah. milestone that I just thought of that I'm reminded like, oh, wow, you know, this is when things sort of fell apart or mm-hmm. um, this is when it became very clear to me that this was out of alignment. And, you know, and I remember feeling then like, fuck, I don't, I don't want to let this go. I don't want yeah. this to end. But I also recognize that this is, you know, we're, this is not, this, I have to, this is, we have to, in this. Right. Um, right. Not we, I have to correct do and serve what's best for my body and for what's best, what's coming up. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. What about in those situations where you don't have any in control? It's like, you're not making a decision. It's really, you know, there's a death. Mm. Um, how you, um, you know, what, I guess, is there, <clears throat> is there a difference? I don't know that there is a difference, right? I mean, I've, I've experienced death in in both ways of sudden as well as knowing that this was going to happen. And I think for me and losing my mom, like it wasn't a surprise that she had passed away. It was just mm-hmm. a surprise that she had passed away at that time. Right. Because yeah. she just wasn't a healthy person towards the end. And it was not really a surprise in that regard. Mm-hmm. But then in the the woman that I helped for 14 months that was dying of ALS, like seeing her every week and watching her body totally deteriorate as she is trapped towards the end in her mind, unable to speak. That was almost harder in watching her go through that experience, but yet humbling to know that all through it, I could still find her spirit, right? Like, cause she had such this, um, she was strong. She was funny. She was feisty. Like even in just the way she would move her eyes or if she would giggle a little bit, I could still see her spirit. And so I think for me in thinking of that death, um, I don't know, I guess I still find myself attaching to what I was grateful for in that person Mm -hmm, and still mm -hmm. connecting to the spirit of who they were Mm -hmm. to be able to help me get through those moments of sadness. Mm-hmm. I allow the sadness and connect with what light they brought to my life, if that makes sense. 
it makes total sense. And, and I, I think that is, go ahead. I do sorry. the same with friendship, right. Yes, exactly. That I've exactly. passed on from, because I, I do believe that people are in and out of our lives for reasons and right. I'm okay right. with ending friendships because they served for the purpose that they needed to serve at that time of my life, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. So just sort of grieving and being grateful for the time that I had with that person and how they got me through that time and what I learned from them to get me to where I am now. The best way for me to be able to do that and honor and thank you for, yeah, articulating that for me too, because I think what you articulated is exactly how I feel. Um, that it almost, I don't want to say it doesn't matter. It does matter. And it is a little different, um, between like a living end and a dying end, you mm -hmm. know, of mm -hmm. a relationship. Hmm. Doesn't matter. I can't remember what I was going to say again. My coffee hasn't kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. <clears throat> and I'm on the flip. I've had too much coffee already today. Yeah. Shit. Where was I? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm in my body or in my head right now with like mm. how, and if, if I have ended or said goodbye to, or honored the end of something in a compassionate way, I think I still have some work to do on that yep. for sure. With those that are no longer here, it's right. It's a little easier. You don't have any choice, but for those that you need to end for those things, relationships that you need to end, I know I have some work to do to um, revisit how compassionate I was with um, the end of that thing. And if it was in a way that honors who I am today or who I wanted to be then. And I'm not sure if that's always the case for me. So for me, that means like I have to do a bit of an inventory on that. Um, those relationships that I may have ended in maybe not the most honest or I don't know, compassionate way, like yeah. not just to them, but to myself. I hear so. forgiveness mm -hmm. of how it may have ended. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. In a way that doesn't align with who you are now. Correct. Yes. And giving yourself compassion for mm -hmm. you did what you knew in that time. Exactly. And exactly. now you get to go back to honor yourself in a way mm -hmm. that feels right for you. If that's mm -hmm. giving a mm -hmm. call, if that's writing yep. a letter that never gets yep. sent. Right. Yep. But just I, I think about releasing it from the body in some way, mm -hmm. shape or form. Like mm -hmm. getting it out of the head. I'm, mm -hmm. you know me, I'm a big fan of journaling, like getting mm -hmm. it out onto paper, burning it, letting it be what it was mm -hmm. and releasing mm -hmm. it back into the universe with, with love and light, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, thanks to our friend Adam for that <laughs> thought process conversation for today yeah. uh all right take away outside of your inventory uh i'd like to be intentional about pausing this week before i make mm. a decision or a choice um that at the moment doesn't feel in alignment with mm -hmm. my path it's sort of that you know play the tape forward statement again and for anyone you know who's grieving and who may or may not be conscious of the uh, are aware of their choices um, mm -hmm. to invite them to do the same, to pause. Because the thing is, it does get easier. Time does, mm -hmm. you know, help put some space between the the level of pain um, right. that I felt in grief. But it's always, like I said, very interesting that even after 20 plus years for one, you know, traumatic event to mm -hmm. A year and another or whatever, a month from the, you know, or two months, I think prior 
now since the um, death of a dear friend, it does even, you know, it does get a little easier. So to like mm-hmm. allow myself, like I would, I would do for me what I would ask someone that I may be too embarrassed to ask to do for me, which is like, just love me. Absolutely. Just, like, listen to me, just yep. hold me, just yep. let me cry in your lap. Just yep. let me watch TV with you and not say a word. Yep. Um, and if you're lucky enough to have people that are willing to do that, then to mm-hmm. ask them to do it. Well, that and if you need that solitude to allow yourself to do those exact same things with yourself, mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. sit on the couch and cry at the Little Mermaid, like I'd like to do, or <laughs> you know, color, just yeah. allow yourself to do what feels right that's going to give you that warmth and that comfort that you need. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. It passes. It does. Yeah. All right. Thanks, friend. All right. No, yeah. Hey, thanks, Adam. Thanks, thanks, Jill. <laughs> Cheers, Adam, our our obsessed um podcast listener. We we love you Sweet. and we appreciate your your for time for the question. Listener. Oh well, we got more than one. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> we do have more than one. And Jeff. <laughs> uh well, he uh, yeah, he does listen, but you okay. Know, okay. Yeah. And we need he to talk more listen. about that. Right. He he wants to be opinion. more talked about, so that's his comment. Instead, I'm gonna choke. Fuck it, Of course. So he here's does. here's our plug to my yep, husband Jeff. who wants to be talked about more. <laughs> Big up. Here you go. Here's props. <laughs> All Asshole. right. And- <laughs> Until next time, my friends. Thanks, friend, for tuning in to this episode of the Listener Don't Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if so, please write us a review and share us with your friends. This episode is sponsored by Jill Daler Coaching, here to guide you to discover and recover your authentic self. If you're ready to create and live a fuck yeah life, I'm here for it. Let's connect at jilldaler.com.